Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Sunday Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org. Put your na- uh, name in town, name in town, name in town, your emails. And good morning again here, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Um, elections are coming up soon. It's going to be time to vote. November 6th. How many days is that away? One, two. What's the day? How many more days we have? Nine more days. Isn't that amazing? So by next Sunday, we would have voted? Sunday after that. I mean, after that Sunday. Well, um, I want you to think about voting. And uh, I want to encourage you to really look at the issues. Look at them for yourself so you can know the right uh, way to vote. Uh, I can't tell you who to vote for. But you need to vote based on your values. If you got bad values, vote for bad things. <laughs> if you have good values, vote for good things. All right? But you really need to pay attention. And there is this, um, there is this push out there now to get everybody to just go to the poll and vote. You got to vote. It's a, it's, a, it's a right and all that kind of stuff, right? But I don't want everybody to vote. Don't vote if you're relying on the government to take care of you. Stay home and don't vote. <laughs> because when you vote for the government, and I'm not talking about the folks who are out of work and relying on the government because of the economy being the way that it is. A lot of people lost jobs. I'm talking about those folks who have made government a way of life. You know, it's take care of them free cell phones, free housing, free food, everything free. I'm talking about those kind of folks. Do not go vote. You have no right to be voting. All right? And so uh, stay home, and and we'll just take care of you. (laughs) But do not vote if you rely on the government. Um. Don't vote if you're a felon. They want all the felons to go vote now. You know, people committed crime. There's a real primary push for that, too. And don't vote if you don't have an ID. <laughs> like a government-sponsored ID. If you're too lazy to get up and get an ID, you have no way to vote in anyway. You know what I mean? Why should a lazy person vote? And then they say that the U- United Nations is going to be watching over our election. Can you imagine that? So make sure you become one of those people who go to the poll and monitor. And if you see a UN person there, run them off. Well, they have no business being there. But we are training. We got to have a training thing. Hermes, when is that? We got to have a training thing to teach you how to monitor at the poll. So you really need to get involved and, and, and see what's going on. If they don't have an ID, don't let them vote. And if they're from the UN, don't let them vote. <laughs> Just call the police. Um, there. Definitely vote with no ID. 
They can? Yes. Oh. Get, get called provisional ballot. But you can't be a UN person and watch over us. I don't know the legality of that, but it shouldn't, no, be, it shouldn't be legal. Yeah, that's <laughs> that much I know. That's what Okay. And there are many issues on the ballot this time, family issues, especially family issues, like abortion. They want us to vote to pay for free condoms and contraception for women. Uh, don't vote for that kind of stuff. It's going to affect the family. We have more abortion in this country today than I ever heard of. And just thousands and thousands of babies are being aborted today. It's just unheard of. And children of God should not should consider how they vote by those issues alone, men and women. It doesn't make sense that being a Christian, that you would go and vote yes for free condoms or for abortions and stuff like that. That's the life that you're taking. And those are lives. In the black community, over 16, 1,600 black babies are aborted every day. And we are paying for it, and we are paying to help kill lives and also, it affects women mentally and emotionally when they do these abortions. They're not getting away with that. They are suffering from it. So think about that. Same-sex marriage. Uh, there are states that are voting for that this time around. No Christian should be voting for same-sex marriage. When God created, you know, like when God decided to create the family, he knew what he was doing. And if he had wanted men together with men, and women together with women, he would have made it possible for them to have children together without having to go outside of their homosexuality to have a baby. Didn't that make sense? Like, God is really smart. And he made us, and he knew exactly what he was doing and how he wanted this thing to work. And then they're going to say, well, there are straight people who can't have children, right? But no gay people can have children together. None. Zero. And so... There is a spiritual order to life, and that order is God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. It works that way. It's not going to work any other way. I was, uh, I did an interview. Did you guys see that interview last night? You saw it on Comedy Central. You saw it last night. What did you think about it? I thought it was How did good. you hear about it? I, um, I didn't hear. I, was, I just came across it by accident, and I saw you on television. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> We were scared to promote it <laughs> because we didn't know how, what they were going to do to us. So what did you think? It was with uh, D.L. Hewley, is that his name? Yeah. And it was, um, what was the title of it? Uh, I don't remember the title. Uh, black, he, wanted to, he wanted to put black men on the endangered species list. Right? It was pretty funny. And so what did you think? Uh, I, I thought that... Um I don't. I don't know if they edited the the video, but I think that they edited so that you could look a certain way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, cause they totally. They even like there are responses I was given concerning gay marriage, and I can see that they edited that a lot of that yeah. out. What, they didn't let me finish my conversation about it. My yeah, point. I could detect that. Um, I could detect. I could detect that um, the way you responded that. Um, it was chopped up in a certain way so yeah. that it could be presented a certain way. Yeah. yeah and I was did. watching it with a friend of mine, and uh, I had to talk to her about <laughs> what was being said and everything. It kind of explain 
more so that she could see more like behind the yeah. scenes rather than just look at the the surface of what was going on. Good. I when I did that interview, they sat here for about three hours or so, right, Armas? Yeah. About three hours worth of interview just to do what they did. Mm-hmm. They they left out so much, but I stayed on point so that if they did try to edit it, yeah, they wouldn't have a lot. At first, he he made you come across as very positive. I'm surprised that he I came was across that it. way. Yeah, me too. And then at the end, he made it he it was twisted in a way that you would be like you were left um, not being able to answer yeah. a certain question. Yeah. But you know, at first, I was like. <laughs> with my friend, and I didn't know how she was going to respond, but I was like, oh, I know that guy, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was good. You were scared to say you know me? No. You knew me? No, I wasn't. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> no. No, I, I've come I've to know you. I've seen that guy before. No, I've come to know you more and more, and the more I get to know of you, <laughs> I know that your heart is in the right place. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, and I brought it up because right at the end, they asked me about same-sex marriage. And, and adoption, and, and should gay couples adopt children? And I said, no, absolutely not. What we should do is fix the problem, you know, not put them in a, a worse situation than what they're already in. So he asked still a question. Well, he asked me about, how about if a woman has children by herself? And then he went off into some crazy stuff. And I saw that they edited that to try to make it look silly. But it wasn't as bad as I thought. And that's and we didn't send out any emails or nothing about it because <laughs> we're like we're not gonna promote this one. But it didn't it was it wasn't as bad as I thought. And the message was an important message. Uh, and I think somewhere in his heart, he really wanted to try to deal with that issue in a serious way. But because he's a comedian and all that kind of stuff, he didn't he didn't do it. But so yeah. It's going to be on our website. Is it, Hermes? Yeah, it'll be up tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, it'll be up on Bond website and Bond Action and Facebook. So take a look at it tomorrow. And but I went. I did hours and hours of interview with him. What show were you on BET before? Uh, don't that? sleep. Yeah, and they they shut you down. Yeah. I said from now on, that's what they're going to do to you. Now that. I'm aware of that. Yes. I know how to deal with you it. You do? Okay. Oh yeah. I know how to deal with it. You gotta, you gotta watch the devil, children, <laughs> and, and always suspect that they're gonna do something wrong. Never think that the children of, of Satan are gonna treat you right. All right, that's a part of the setup. Because if you expect the children of the devil to treat you right, they're gonna end up doing what they do to you. And so now that I know that, I'm ready for them. I'm ready to go back on there now. Because they did the same thing on the Huffington Post. I did an online interview last week on the Huffington Post. They did the same thing, a different host, but the same thing. They brought up something I said right at the end, and they said, I'm going to let you respond, right? And so they threw it out there when I said that I thank God for slavery. They, They threw it out there, and they wouldn't let me respond. I tried to explain it, and they would not. And that's how the children of, devil, of the devil work. They, you can't trust the children of the devil. But watch them and learn them. And while you're watching them, God is like setting you up to deal with them. They, they, they have come up with new tricks over the last 25 years. 
But I love dealing with them. Don't you love dealing with the children of Satan? No. Why not? Come right here. That's interesting. Why not? Yeah, you can take her first. Go ahead. Why don't you love dealing with the children of Satan? Um, I think because I'm not uh, being able, I'm not um, able to deal with it properly. I kind oh. of get into their trap. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. And if I didn't deal with them properly, I wouldn't be able to handle it. I wouldn't love it. But I'm at a point in life where I don't, I don't want to care about my ego, how they try to make you look. Because that's one thing they try to do is make you look bad. And I don't care about that. You know, if I look bad, so what? Uh, I, uh, I'm at a point where I realize that our battle is a spiritual battle. Everything about our lives is spiritual, right? And God is working through us. He's with us. And he wants us to deal with the children of Satan so that other people can see how to handle it as well. But this, the secret to it that you cannot have one ounce of resentment in your heart. If you have one iota of anger in your heart, you judge people, you judge yourself, you're angry, you can't deal with them because they go right for the heart. They want to embarrass you. They want to make you look crazy. They want to get you upset. And so if you don't have the anger, they can't get you upset. That's the hardest part. <laughs> Is overcoming the anger? Um, yeah, not to have a single bit of anger. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if you have one little iota of anger, then even though God is in you and he want to be with you, he can't do anything to help you because you belong to, you know, that ego is of the devil. And so it's two devils going up against each other. But so that's, that's the secret. I was thinking this morning, I'm so thankful and blessed that I have no judgment or anger of anybody. None. Isn't that not nice? And so it allows, <laughs> it allows me to start overcoming and being made perfect, overcoming my ego, overcoming myself, you know, because I literally have no anger or resentment toward anybody. Even when they treat me that way on those different shows and things, I see it kind of funny. And then I think about how the devil try to trick you, right? Because they don't have anything to stand on. So I'm learning from that. It's a good lesson for me. And why are you afraid you don't have fun dealing with the children of Satan? Uh, not, I'm not afraid. It's just that uh, I know that I'm reactive. And um, sometimes I win and sometimes I lose. Yeah. And when I lose, I can feel it. And I don't like it. Uh, all when ego. I, yeah, when I win, I can, I, I, I don't, I can see how it affects the other person that I'm dealing with. Yes. And there's been a few. Episodes. And you like that, right? Well, yeah, I like to be victorious. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know why you're not getting better? And I realized this from last Sunday meeting. You need to forgive your mother. Your mother and I guess her husband still get to you. Especially your mother. Oh, yeah. And I saw uh, uh, last Sunday how she, the anger was just everywhere with you. Um, and you need to forgive her for whatever it is that you are holding against her. She absolutely couldn't help herself. Well, I, I did want to thank you for uh, your intervention because um, to see her apologize uh, when she was wrong uh, actually did mean a lot to me. Yeah. Because there's been so 
a multitude of episodes where she's been flat out dead wrong and she just flat out wouldn't apologize yeah. and have that happen was was kind of magical in itself that she apologized yeah yeah it, i i think it kind of pained her to do so i had to tell the truth to apologize yeah yeah and what happened after you left the meeting Every, the, after we left everything went pretty good i think um we were all able to drop it. We went to a movie, and then we went to go see Circus Soleil, and then oh. I dropped him off at the hotel. And then the next day, we went to um, uh, what was the uh, the Museum of Tolerance, and got something to eat. And you then... took her there so she could learn to have tolerance. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that for me. What happened last week was very therapeutic in, in, in many different ways. Uh, I don't know how it affected them. Um, I think maybe they might be harboring some some negative feelings because I think that um, for once they couldn't hide behind their yeah. excuses. Yeah. And uh, for me, it was great. I was I was very enthused about that. Oh, good. Yeah. But the one thing I want you to deeply, deeply realize is that whether she apologized or not is not based on your freedom, your salvation. I understand that now. That's why the Lord's Prayer says, forgive me as I forgive others. And so it has nothing to do with, because she can apologize, that doesn't mean you feel better, but it doesn't mean that you have forgiven her. Right, I know. And, and that's what the promise is there. You have to forgive in spite of her response to you. Yeah, I'm not there yet, but I'm get I'm getting there slowly. And and knowing that you're dealing, you know, you have this illness, your hatred of your mother and your, you know, people around you could be holding you back from being healed. Oh, I know that. I fully, I'm fully aware of it. It's just that putting it into practice is, is, uh, it's a battle. But I feel like I'm, I'm getting better every day, physically and spiritually. I'm getting better in some ways, but uh, I, I'm. I can say that I'm grateful and happy with the the way things are progressing. Yeah. Yeah, I, and, and, and that's good. But as soon as you forgive, it's just going to be better right away. Yeah. You know, because you can't put off for tomorrow what should be happening today. You shouldn't, because tomorrow is not promised to you. That's why God is here and now and ready to heal us right now. And so I don't want you to have a, a mindset, I'm getting better, I'm this. You want here and now because that's all you have. Mm. Everything else is an illusion. And so it's this moment, it's this time you need to forgive your mother and anybody else that you're holding grudges against so that you could be free just like that. Right. And every healing is possible, everything is possible. But if you wait too long, this anger is destroying your body. And so you may forgive one day, but you may, your body may not have enough time to renew itself mm. because the spirit renewed the body, renews the, bo renew the body. And so if you wait all this time, you may forgive, but you'll be like the thief on the cross, right? He recognized God and then he died. Uh, he recognized Christ who he was and then he died. You don't want to just die as soon as you recognize who Christ is. You want to live. Yeah. I would think so. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. yeah but do, I... you, do you know how to forgive? Uh, I think uh, some somewhat. The only thing I can think of is uh, just not responding to um, what's being thrown at me, in a sense. And and when like the thoughts come, to really be able to uh, be able to separate from those thoughts and not let them take hold and just carry me away. 
Oh, okay. And that's how you forgive? Well, yeah, because it's got to keep, it keeps coming. Yeah. It keeps coming back. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. The, the young lady in the glasses on the back row is going to tell you exactly how to forgive. Okay. You're not going to tell her. She's like, I'm not. Uh, do you know how to forgive? Yes. I think I do. How? You just give up your resentment or your anger or just ask God to take it from you. And a lot of it is pride and ego. And you just see this person in a different light, like they can't help themselves, like as a just a a victim, if you will, instead of a of a antagonist. This is so. I'm glad you brought this up. Do you know how to forgive? Have you ever for, forgiven? I think so. Oh, you know what? I've been thinking of you all and your sister all week. Really? Even this morning, I, w- I was thinking well, of you guys. And here you are. Here I am. Isn't that something? It is something. <laughs> I've been thinking about coming here all week. Wow. So here I am. It's spirit to spirit. <laughs> that is something else. God works in mysterious ways. He is something else. Isn't he? <laughs> um, I think forgiveness is um, when you realize that, that person was doing the best they can with what they had and that they're not perfect. Well, that, not that they're perfect, that they didn't know any better, and so how can you blame them for not knowing any better? Um, I think that, for me, it enables me to see that you can't hate someone for something they didn't know that they were doing or didn't know how to control. Um, that's kind of how I've so forgiven you, you are you have no resentment or judgment toward anybody at this point? You know, I, I don't. I do. I'm not, well... I don't, I do. Hold on, let me think about this. <laughs> Sound like a rap song. <laughs> Get my I don't, I do. <laughs> I feel like I've forgiven everyone that I've, you know, gone through that process. Yeah. But I still have anger and things in my life that mean that I, I haven't forgiven everyone. Right. So I don't really know exactly what's left, but there's something there. Yes. Oh, good. At least you recognize that. Yeah, so I know that I think and I, 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 you know, occasionally think about like where, where is it rooted, and I, I, it has to still be with my parents. Although I thought that we were kind of gone and done with that a long time ago. Yeah. So, um, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's like, okay, go ahead. You've been <laughs> no, doing it for thirty years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't really know what's left, though. So right. there's got to be something there. Yes. Um, but it's obviously some, uh, a deeper thing that I'm not maybe haven't got to or, or I didn't. I, I don't know. So obviously I don't know how to forgive properly because I think I've only done it in parts, which means I haven't done it at all. Oh, okay. So, no. Real good. I'm glad you're not in denial. That's real important. A lot of people, uh, they, they are in denial about the fact that they still resent. Oh, at least you're not in denial about it. Every time I get angry, I know I resent someone still. Yeah. Does it affect your marriage in any way? Are you, like, difficult to live with at times because of that? My anger? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Poor guy. He needs to deal with his parents. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> I can go over a while. <laughs> Talk about poor, poor gal, all right? Uh, I bet. But I'm letting him take his own path. There you go. I'm leaving it alone. There you go. Rhonda, you had your hand, and I wanted to come to you. 
Oh, I was just going to talk about, um, do you like, do we, consider do we have a good time dealing with, would you say? With the children of Satan. The children of Satan. I said, I was thinking that <clears throat> when it's close to home, it's very, diff I feel pain about it. Yeah. And, um. Uh, I realize that, you know, if I feel pain, that's my ego. It's yes. really what you just said to him. Yeah. You know, it's my ego, and it actually gives me opportunity to step back from it and see both sides and see myself, really. You know, because when there's different issues that we're talking about, and you can't get through to people, you know, and maybe right. you're not conveying it right, or maybe you might may not be right in certain areas, and so... Yeah. It gives you a chance to step back and see yourself and see what you're saying and what you're thinking. Amen. Too. Right so on. So it's a great learning experience for that. Right it's on. It's good to see that, dis, you know, dissension all around you. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Richard, tell them how to forgive. You're forgiven, right? No. You have not. <laughs> it's been more about 30, 40 years? 70. 70? You're 70 years old? Yeah. You're 70 years old? Yes. Hey, man, you're old and dirt. That's right. I'm getting dirtier. dirtier. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, wow. The one thing that I've noticed about me is that um, as you were speaking, I really have I, I've forgiven people intellectually. I'm beginning to find that out yes. because I still have a tinge of, of anger in me. And so, therefore, I can't really tell her because I don't know it totally myself. Oh, okay. See, I know I have to be reborn again, and I know that I have to be patient with myself first, which I have, you know, I lose it a little bit. But yes. I don't speak out in turn. I just know it within. And I, if I'm really angry, I don't say anything. Do you pray? Off and on. Man. Yeah, I know. Off and hey, on. Hey, I, I, that's, I know that. Seventy so, years old, still praying off and on. Yes, sir. And why is that? Uh, triflessness, denial. That's a good word. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just. <laughs> I, and I, I see it in myself. Yeah. Because the things I should do, I don't do. And so, when you procrastinate, you intellectually, excuse my language, masturbate. So I don't I, use that kind of language here. Yeah, I, I, hey, I'm just saying. In the Forgive mind, him. In the mind, Can in we the edit mind. that? <laughs> I think we had one guy blurting out some crazy stuff, and now you're upstanding away from the guy. Yeah, today. I'm just saying. I'm just looking at myself. When I look at myself, I have to call it like I see it. I know, but ladies are here. The thousands of folks online. Well, they they, they got a new word to play with. <laughs> no, Richard. No. no, that's serious, not decent. No, serious, no. I know, but it's not decent. Yeah, and we're I'm at sorry, a men's meeting, it'll be a different story. I didn't mean to be too vulgar. Forgive him, folks, he's black. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to be too vulgar, but. Oh, I'm just playing. <laughs> that's that's where I'm looking at. Yeah, with, don't, don't be here. Yeah, okay, within myself. Yeah. I'm just saying it because I'm being honest with myself as you I You never know what people are going to say when they get the mic, huh? <laughs> that's a risk you take with an open meeting. No, it's just a verbal thing. It's not a physical thing. It's just a I know, verbal and a mental thing I know. Yeah, in, yeah, in I my mind, you know? I understand you. And that's what makes me, uh, 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 I see myself not doing what I should be doing. Okay. And, and, and I've been watching this for the last couple of weeks. You know, so, and I, I see I'm getting, I don't want to get angry to do, I want to see to do it yes. and do it. Because if I get angry to do it, I'm going to go in with a, with a different attitude. That's right. <clears throat> that okay. much I've seen. Okay. So, uh, uh, today was one of the days. This morning was one of the mornings I really saw what you were talking about, you know. You saw that you were? Uh, my procrastination. Oh, okay. Okay, my laziness. Yeah. yeah. Okay. 
Take the mic away from me. <laughs> I'm glad that conversation is over. Ermie, you have forgiven, right? This is my PR guy. <laughs> no, not totally. Oh, so you can't tell him either? Nope. Oh, man. Tay, uh, Tay, from Alabama. <laughs> from Prattville. I know you're forgiven at this point, right? I thought I have till I listened to some of these answers. I've had the same answer as pretty much as everybody else. I mean, when I forgave my father, I went to him and I apologized for, you know, hating him and all of that. And and that kind of um, steered me toward understanding other people. Say, for instance, strangers. Yeah. You don't know a stranger. You don't know what they've been through. But if they do something to you, it's like, how do you forgive them? But it's, it works the same way. You don't know them. You don't know what they've been through. You, you have to forgive them for what they did to you. So, but you you don't have any resentment anymore? That's what I'm saying. My question is now, I just got this question listening to the other people talk. It once made you, you doubt forgive, your... Once you forgive once, do you have to keep doing it to everybody you come across? Or is it already there in you? <laughs> you said, oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah you, you have to keep forgiving to everybody? Yeah, I believe you have to. Forgiveness has to be something that's just a part of your whole life, throughout uh, the rest of your life, because uh, you can't, I mean, you can forgive, but it's not like it's not like something is not going to come back at you. It's sooner or later, it's like life or the situations are going to come about, and it's going to put you in a position where you're going to have to forgive somebody. And do you have to say that to them? It depends on the situation, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, if, uh, wow, sometimes, yeah, very interesting. Sometimes I think that, um, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I personally don't believe that anything happens by coincidence. And, and just for my own personal uh, situation when my mom came and everything, I think that um, there was a greater purpose in helping me to understand um, uh, that there is issues going on that need to come to the surface and be yeah. dealt with. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, you know, I had this whole idea on what the trip was going to be like, and that was like a bump in the road I didn't expect, but I'm glad that it did come about. Did you, why you guys didn't talk about it anymore after the meeting? We talked a little bit about it. Oh, okay. Yeah, we did talk, and uh, we will talk about it more. I did, just, are they still here? No. Oh, okay. No, they left Tuesday. Oh, okay. But I just feel like, you know, um, I, I feel pretty good about how things are evolving. I can say that much because um, uh, I can, I, at least I can see where I need to be. Yeah. And I and I can I can reach and go in that direction as opposed to just wandering around in a circle and just wondering why um, them, for example, why they won't, why why I they weren't the way I think they should have been been. Or, I wouldn't even wonder about them. I know I'm not I'm not doing that any longer. I'm because just because you're angry, you would be wondering about them, but I, that's not, that's their issue, not yours. Right. Well, see, the thing is, see, I wanted to respond to something she said. She uh, said something about, uh, you know, the way I look at it is, is some people want to see and then some people don't want to see. And which do you want? I want to see. Oh, okay. I do want to see. Right. But sometimes I do, I can even see sometimes that I don't want to see. 
and it's it's just a constant battle. It's a constant battle, and it's not an easy battle. Uh, I know it's very simple in theory, but in practice, it's a whole other thing, especially when you're dealing with someone that's that close to you. Okay. Well, hopefully somebody in this room can help you today. Well, you've helped me a great deal already. Just that whole episode last week was, you don't know how, how important that was and how great that was for me to be able to at least see what's going on. Yeah, I understand that you're right about that. But uh, we're going to tell you how to forgive so that you can get that done with and you'll start living. Okay. All right? I saw Irma's first and then, did I see your hand? And then here, right? Okay. Uh, let me go to Irma's first. Yeah, I can't really help the brother, but it's more of a question. I got brother. A question. So I understand what you mean when you say, have you forgiven? And I think the Bible talks about that too, that once you forgive, you know, you enter into forgiveness. But what about the the forgiveness that, like, people wrong you, and then you kind of let it go to kind of get along? So is that a, a counterfeit forgiveness? Yes. So you're yes. not really letting it go. So you have a counterfeit forgiveness. Uh, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you're going along, so when you get let along. things go. In other words, somebody wrongs you, you let it go. And then, you know, like, whether it be your parents or, you know, I feel like I forgive my parents, but... When I really think about it, they, there are certain things that my mom still does that will kind of get under my skin. Oh, okay. So maybe that's evidence that I haven't forgiven. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Y- yes, ma'am. I have a question. Yes. It seems to me that once you forgive, it seems like our anger and our resentment is kind of anchored to one person and usually it tends to be our mother but once you forgive it seems that you don't need to go individually forgiving people because it seems like you're really getting over your pride or your ego so it would seem to me that once you forgive you get rid of that ego your pridefulness and you can see it so then next time i mean because you know, the devil's always gonna gonna play with our weakness to try to tempt us. So, right. but it's almost like once you get you, that burden has been lifted, you can see it, and all there are, are empty words, and you could see the games that are being played. So when someone speaks to you, it's almost like you don't react to the words. They don't. They're That's not trigger right. points anymore. Once you have forgiven, yes, ma'am, it takes place like that. Because I don't think that you're ever going to reach a place where everyone is just going to act the way you need or want them to act. I don't see it happening anytime soon. Yeah. (laughs) No way. And if you spend... If it were that easy, we wouldn't wouldn't even need God because we all like to get along anyway. Yeah. And Uh. when you forgive, when you get rid of your ego, you're almost forgiving yourself for being angry at the world or at people. Yeah, that's okay. Well, we want to tell him how to forgive. Uh, let me do go right here, then we move forward. Time is just flying by. Yes, sir. Um, I, I don't. You think want to th- tell him how to forgive? Uh, no. Oh. Because uh, <laughs> uh, of of myself, I can do nothing. And I thank you for asking that question, um, because uh, I'm not. I haven't completely forgiven either. And why not? Because I. I can see that it's not within my power to to take all the judgment away from me. So it's I think it's it's sometimes if I sincerely ask to see what is it that I'm harboring, what is it that I'm holding on to, 
and and then it is shown to me, and by that same grace, I'm I'm, I'm given the uh, the surrender to forgive. So I, I don't think that you there think is a that that's the way. I'm sorry. You think that that's the way it is. I, I see that, that that that's the way because uh, for for the judgments. So if you see it, why don't you do it? Because I I can't of myself allow myself to see unless I'm somehow ready for it. But how did you see what you just said? Because uh, I'm paradigm ready for it at this moment <laughs> to to, review, to, to, to to say it. Right. I guess what I'm trying to say what what I'm what I'm saying is that uh, uh, that I can't consciously say make myself forgive anyone because it, I think if we had that power to, 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 to do it we would be perfect um, because we would choose to do it um, so I have to want to see I, uh, all my buried resentments and, uh, and, 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 be, and at the same time be given the grace to, to, to let it go but, and you don't want to see that yet I, 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 I guess I, I, can't, I don't I guess I don't that's okay. a good question it's a, that's, a, that's a very good question. I okay. guess there's just enough pride, still enough hardness of heart within me that it's not allowing me yet to see. Okay. Ronnie, did you have your hand again? Go ahead. I was just going to say probably that the forgiveness is from God, and we just have to live in the moment. And even the forgiveness that we have, we shouldn't be judging, so in that way we don't have to forgive. If we really have got to that point, we don't have to when we see someone is doing a certain thing to us, we're not overreacting to it, so we're not, we don't have to judge it, then we don't have to forgive it. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Tell them how to do it, son. She's been waiting. I got it. No. <laughs> <laughs> have you forgiven? Yes. Hey, so you don't have any more resentment within yourself? It comes up, but I see it slowly disappears. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... The way I forgave um, my family, my uh, mom, is basically I cried out to God. It was like, um, it was basically like I, I was fed up with hatred. And it was like a real, a real cry out to God, like with tears and everything. Like It's like, I, I can't fully explain it. I was just fed up yeah. with my my own hatred. And... And that's when I was finally ready to forgive my whole family. And just to add to everything that's been said, because a lot of stuff that was said is true, all right? But the best way to, the right, the right way to forgive is to know yourself. When you can really go within and see how messed up you are and be real honest about just face it, when you can see you, then it's going to cause you to forgive others. When you can see how dark and rotten you are on the inside, and you know that, you know, you wouldn't want to be hated for that. You can't help that this thing is driving you. Then seeing yourself would cause you to forgive others. And that's what happened with me. I, I wanted to really know myself. I wanted to see myself. So I asked God to let me see myself. But I had no idea how dirty I was and dark on the inside. He allowed me to see myself. And once I saw myself, it caused me to forgive. It made me realize, wow, I can't be hating anybody. My mother couldn't help herself. If I'm like this on the inside, how can I judge somebody else? And that's how forgiveness come about. 
But the issue is, is that most people never go within and see themselves. You don't really be still. There's a, a, a moment of absolute stillness that you need to take place in your life so that you can see yourself. And the rest is easy. And you got to learn to sit still and pray. You got to be aware during the day because you, you want that moment of stillness to happen. Once you see how corrupt you are, every man and woman heart is evil. Once you to see that dark, evil heart of yourself, there will not be one person on earth that you will hold a grudge against. Not one. It's a spiritual thing that takes place. Like you were saying, of yourself, you can't do it. Only thing God requires of us that we just kind of calm down so he can bring that moment to us and cause us to forgive. But until you see yourself, it's not going to happen. It's all learned stuff. You keep trying and it's not working. You're on your way and Satan just messing with your mind. But once you can see the core of who you are, and people talk about the ego, most people have not really seen the ego yet. You just know you have it. You know that you get angry. You know you get emotional, right? But wait until you see the darkness of the ego within yourself. And, and, and that would change. The ego is dark and wicked. And then it plays cunning games on you. It plays with your mind. And it tells you, oh, I'm almost there. I'm, I'm, I'm angry, but I'm not as angry. Uh, it, it gives you all these excuses. But we are really dark people on the inside until we can be born again and start to overcome it. But you got to see yourself from within. And you can't make it happen. You have to sit still so that God can allow you to enter in and see. We have to renew our minds from within, right? And, but it's not going to happen until you see the darkness of yourself. Yes, ma'am. What about if you see the darkness and you just run from it? When you, now, I'm sure that's possible. But what about when you see darkness within yourself and run from, run from it? Mm -hmm. But I don't know how, if God is, now I'm sure you get glimpses of it and you don't want to see it, and then you probably ignore it, right? But if you're truly ready to see it, I don't know how you can run because it really humbles you. It brings you to God so you can get over it. At least it did for me. So you think that perhaps if you get glimpses of it, that you're probably not ready to really see it. Then. Yeah, that may be what it is. You you ask to see it, and then when he let you see it, you don't want to see it. But when I saw it within myself, I felt sad. You know, sadness came because I saw how wrong I was, and how can I hold grudges against anyone else? You know, all of it just kind of took place. You know, yeah. so I didn't have a chance to run from it. See, I feel like I've gotten glimpses of, I guess, the real me. Yes. And it's a little bit terrifying. It's awful. Yeah, but I tend to just oh, yeah. blink twice and go the other way. I know what you mean. When she, when she sees it, she's like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, just deny it. That's an evil woman. I'm on the other way. <laughs> but you got to stay in that. You got to, now that you know that once you see it, you just kind of deny it right away. Be aware of that, and it will change, and that moment will come and set you free. But it's hard to believe how dark our spirit really is. The ego is not a little cutesy thing just to be saying. It really is a dark nature that has made a home inside of you. It really, really is. A dark, dark, and not like the darkness of 
at night. It's a spiritual darkness that is absolutely wicked. It's amazing that that could be in us. Isn't that amazing? And you can only see it when God, uh, uh, when you're ready to see it and God allows you to see it. Because it's just kind of like a dark spirit living in you. Yes. Yes, ma'am. I was going to ask, um, let's say you're going through something and you can see somebody trying to, like, do something to you, like lie to you. Yes. And you almost feel a resentment come up, but it doesn't fully come. Does that still mean you haven't forgave? Yeah, you still have that ego is still at work. You haven't forgiven. No, it's like, but it's not like you're resenting the person. It's like it's trying to push on you to resent to resent the person. Right. The reason that you still, you had a little thing coming up because it's there. Okay. And what God wants to do is take it away from you. So it's not even there because you, you can't live in the darkness and in the light. And so what that person is doing, they're really doing you a favor by allowing you to see that it's still there. And that's all you need to do about it. Don't shake your head and run from it. Don't come up with excuses about it. Just watch it. Right. Right. Yeah. Because he, he wants us to be born again, as Richard mentioned, born again, a new nature. He wants us to walk by the light and not by the darkness. Okay. So, and there will come a time when it's not there at all. And that same person will come to you with the same conniving scheme, and it's just not there. Yeah. I, he can't, that person. Because I didn't person. fully feel it. It's just, it was just, because I seen the, the you person saw, that was yeah. like, so it was like it's almost like talking to the devil yeah. so I was just like I couldn't even really speak I was just speechless yeah but but I felt like this resentment trying to come but I it didn't fully come that's, right that's what well, just watch it but don't deny it okay yeah and it's not that person fault that you feel it at all because right. It, right. if it wasn't in you like we were talking about interviews I do how they set me up they could make me mad if it was in me to make me mad but I'm looking at it thinking, wow, this is interesting. Satan's children learning new tricks here now, you know. <laughs> and so I have to watch them so I can be aware and deal with them accordingly. Oh, okay. Yeah, they don't make me mad. Okay, thank and, and, you. are welcome. And then some people feel sorry for me. Oh, they made you look crazy. To me, it's funny. Let's go to Ermin's. It's not, you know. It just, you know, you need to let the ego die. Your ego, it needs to be tested. If you can't take the heat, don't go into the kitchen. On uh, the Huffington Post, yeah. yeah. But to me, I didn't look silly. Uh, it, I saw the game that they were playing. Yeah, so don't feel sorry for me. Pray for me. Yeah, I, I'm going to get them. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, I was going to say, I, just based on personal experience, I really do think you have to be ready. And I think if you are ready, God will, sh- you know, he will show you uh, your nature. Yes. I've asked for stuff, and, you know, like if I'm not I noticed that um, when I was able to see it, I truly, truly was ready. I wasn't ready before. That's why I wasn't able to see, see myself. Um, what I realized about life, there are issues going on in life, but life is about knowing yourself. I really want to know myself, right? And, and then you find yourself growing and maturing spiritually, and then you start to discover other things that is within us that God has for us, that is within us. I was talking to uh, someone the other day, and I said, you notice how when you, 
when you pray now and you're still, there's a, a, another, another you living within you. Like, I notice that when I pray now, my whole body just, there's an energy in me and it just heats up my whole body. It's like another whole person just, you know, filling my whole body from my head to my toes. And it's getting easier and easier to just come into that now. And then when I'm going about my day, I can literally be standing here talking to you and feel that, be living from within and aware of that other energy that is a life source that's have made a home in me. And so it, as, it seems as though as I'm growing and maturing and watching myself and being honest with myself, I'm coming closer and closer into that because I didn't even know it existed like that. And I didn't know that, that it really it, it, it consumes you. Just like the ego does, this does. And it's warm and it's loving and it's, it's all it's comforting. It, it, even when you're going through trouble, you don't have to worry because it's there. You know, it's, it's so interesting. But you got to forgive, though. You can't enter into the kingdom until you forgive. And the way you forgive, as we said, you got to really get to know, see that darkness that's inside of you. See how dark you are so that you can forgive. Let me take Patrick first, and then I come. Yeah, I just want to get back to what you and Sonia were talking about, because I think a lot of people, including myself, have been in this area of, you know, we're watching something come up, don't go with it. And that's, I'm glad you pointed it out, that's kind of a low-level situation. In other words, that's that's nice, <laughs> you know, because I'm in that area right now where I'm like, I see things come up, and then I used to just run with them, let my my thoughts run, and just get more angry. Yeah. And I see that more often than not, I'm letting that go. But it's it's really important that I and others see that that that's not it. What you're ultimately looking for. Right. If something is coming up, which it does in me all the time. I mean, it, it's almost like too much work in the sense. If that was the ultimate cure. It doesn't make sense that it would be because it's like you're constantly looking at something and it's it's just bubbling around in your in your body. That's a good point. You don't even to, to know that you cannot have that at all. That makes sense to me as an ultimate cure. Yeah, you know, because you can learn about this. You can you know, the preacher can say when the anger comes up, watch it, right? And so the anger comes up and you watch it. Right. And but that's not what watching it is, not in the spiritual term. When anger comes up, if you, if you can learn to be still and not react, what you really do is you go inwardly toward the anger. And you just let, you just, you, you, you just go in and, and, and you're, not, you're, you're not necessarily watching it with your eyes, you're watching it from within. You, you know, you, it's being revealed to you. You know? You're watching it from within. You're not just being aware because somebody said you have anger, watch the anger. And I think that's why a lot of people are not getting better. You're not forgiving because you are hearing about watching the anger. So when the anger comes up, you watch it. And then it just, whatever happens, then that situation comes along. God wants you to be free from it at all. He doesn't want you to have to deal with it according to the situation. He wants you free from anger so you can deal with all situations in the right way, with love instead of hate, with non-reaction instead of reacting. Yeah, and exactly. The- and it, don't learn this, though. You can't, 
no one, no outside person is teaching me this stuff. I am really watching myself and watching that, and I'm being taught it, uh, uh, self-discovery and not outwardly discovering it. That is, that's a, I think that's a dangerous, dangerous area there because a lot of people are learning from without and don't understand you got to learn from within in order to be free. Renew your mind. Roman, uh, I wrote it down too. Uh, Romans 12, 2, you can read it when you get a chance. It says, present your bodies, renew your mind from within. And that's what takes place when you learn to live from within. I also appreciate when people are talking about when something comes and we see ourselves, or not maybe not fully see, but get a glimpse of that kind of cowardice of wanting to just run from it. Yeah. I totally know what, that what she's is, talking about I, when she said, uh-uh. I've, I've totally been seeing that and and knowing that there's nothing I can do about that. I yes. want to be strong with it. I want to be the person who looks at things instead of taking off in the other direction. Yeah. But so far, it's like that glimpse comes, and I got my running shoes on, and I'm out of there. Yeah. But that will start to change. It's good that you see, even though you don't want to, you know, you, your head snap just like that, neck snap. That will start to change because, you know, you're praying, you're watching yourself, you're being honest with yourself, and then once something is revealed, you can't, like, man, I can't believe is that real. And then you want to forget it, right? But just learn to stay with the prayer. Are you praying morning and night? You're not. No. And I'm proud of it. Not proud. I just I don't want to act like I'm, and yeah, I am. Yeah, no, no, I'm kidding. And why not, though? Because you've got because, to pray. You know, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you exactly why. Because, and this is in your prayer tape, because once you start, you're not supposed to stop. And I started it, and I stopped. And I've tried to get back, and I have, it's so hard to oh. get back, to, to know what I was when I first started and what and how you know, enlightening or opening or eye-awakening it was. And now that I stopped and I've started and tried and tried again, I'm, it's almost like I can never get back to what that was and I get frustrated. Oh, I got you. Satan's playing a game on you. Satan got you thinking that way to keep you from going back to it. Forget about that and just go back to it. God is not holding that against you. You're not telling yourself that. He's using my words against you. All right? Just sit there and watch him tell you, oh, you stopped. Look how difficult it is now. You're not going to have that moment that you had when you first sat down. Pay that no mind. That's him talking to you, and you're believing it. God is not telling you that, and you're not telling yourself that. All right, so let that, pay that no mind. Go back to your prayer. It's the best thing to destroy the ego, and Satan doesn't want you to do that. All right? So pay that no, no mind. Yes, sir. Yeah, I want to go back to what you're saying about um, people. You know, when you're what you just had to deal with people of the world and and uh, how they're cunning and all that sort of thing. And you said yeah. don't you don't need to get had by them. You know, so I want to lay out one thing, which is that when you're dealing with people like that, they're pure evil. They, they know yes. it or not. They don't know it. It looks like, but. They're so stupid, but I mean, they're, they're that stupid, and but then, but they think they're smart, and and so, but the thing is, is that you, for you to be aware, it seems like you have to judge them. But if you judge them, then you feel guilty, and then they have you anyway. Yes. And so it's the whole thing about being aware 
because their whole the whole perception, the way they dress, if they wanted to dress the way that that demon inside of them would dress them, they wouldn't even look normal. I don't think these people are like mentally mentally <laughs> capable of doing anything really. I'm yeah. talking about people on on NBC or wherever they yeah. are. I mean, they're crazy as heck. You can see that, and they're follow, They're mimicking you. They're mirroring you. Everything you say, they're mirroring it. They're mimicking it. Yeah. They're mirroring it. But they have no loyalty to anything That's good. That's right. And so it's confusing you because you you want to be innocent and not judge them, and then they have you somewhere along the path that you walk with them. So I'm wondering, how do you you know be aware without judging them? And this, then you know what I mean. Once you start to live from within instead of live from without, then you see how to do that. And it just happened naturally. You would really see them from within, from within yourself, instead of just looking at them with your physical eyes. Right. You'll see the spirit of what's going on, and, and you'll be fine. And you can't learn this. Now, I don't know how I'm going to handle the next situation, you know, but I do know now how to live from within. And so in doing that, then you'll be fine. You can't pre-plan this. You have to live this. Day by day, moment by moment, second by second. You can't pre-plan it. Because it's God working through you, and he would do it for you. He will let you see, and he will let you react accordingly. All right? So you are dealing with pure evil out there, within yourself and out there. They're pure evil, but you can't judge them as that? I mean, you can't say, you are disgusting and pure evil, and I know (laughs) it. Even though you're cleanly dressed, you look great. You you almost look like me, but you're disgusting. You can say that. But you can't say... Yeah, you're... you can say you're evil. As a matter of fact, I was going to tell uh, the guy on the Huffington Post the other day that you are an evil, angry man, but they kept they wouldn't let me speak long enough to get it out there. <laughs> but I couldn't tell them that. I, had, I was going to say, you know, I had no idea how evil you are. The game you're pulling now is coming from the fact that you are evil. So you can't say it, and the moment will present itself. But I don't feel anything about it. I don't hate them for being evil, you know? I just see the evil, but inwardly I feel nothing about it. Okay. I'm not mad at them about it. I'm not, I'm just, I just see it and I'm glad I can see. You don't want to strangle them? Or... No, no, okay. I don't want to. That's the trick then. Yeah, the trick. yeah. <laughs> you have to see it from within and call it for what it is, but don't hate. And when you live it from within, you cannot hate. You cannot hate. Let me just say, because we're running out of time here, is that, uh, one other devoted thing is all spiritual too, because you have to be guided by what is right in order to make the right decisions, even when you vote. Not based on how you feel, but what is right. And and according to how you vote, they're going to make decisions for your life. And these decisions are going to hurt your life. They're going to choose judges and who will make decisions for your life that can either hurt your life or help your life, your family life. So you really need to look at the principles of what's going on and make a decision based on the God that you serve, the values that you serve, and not be influenced from without. Otherwise, you're going to suffer. I wanted to tell you guys about a case down in Alabama. I just had to tell it to you on Sunday. And we're based on a bad judge making a bad decision about a family. The judge is not in favor of the family. And so you have to think about all these things, too. Am I voting for these laws or these people? How are they going to affect my family? How they, what kind of decisions they would make? W- look at their principles. You can hear how they speak and see where they're coming from. All right? Sometimes they can deceive you. But just think about that when you vote this time. And if you're on the government, don't vote. 
millionaire, you relying on the government to take care of you. Stay home. And if I want to say if you don't own land, don't vote. But I may say that next Sunday. <laughs> anyway, we're out of time. Let your anger go. And I hope this helps a little bit. Bye. Does this help? Yeah. <laughs> For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND. You're already home.